And we are back with another episode of How About Them Celtics. Sam and I are here recording on Sunday, October 23rd, uh, the day after Boston's doubleheader against the Heat and the Magic. Uh, I started off the first take by saying from the Raptors, which is no longer the name of the show, uh, but a little throwback for those of you who've been listening for a while. Uh, And I I want to start off non-Celtics because we did this a few times and it's actually really fun. Uh, We talked about jelly donuts a while ago. I I just need to ask you, you, are you a coffee drinker? I forget. Do you drink coffee or are you not a coffee guy? So, yeah, well, when I was working at four in the morning, I really had to. <laughs> so that's when okay. I started and yeah. I would I always get iced coffee. I can't do the hot coffee. Okay. It just, was, that's, it, that, if I'm going yeah. to drink something, I have to be able to drink it. Right. It's not okay. it's not a process for me. I eat fast. I drink fast. I do all of it fast. I don't really spend a lot of time doing it. So mm-hmm. it's always been iced coffee for me. Uh, I don't do it as consistently. I got one today just because I was a little tired. Still am. Uh mm-hmm. But I don't know. Not I don't think I'm like like an avid coffee drinker. Not obsessively. Anymore. I'm I not doing you. it unless I think I need the energy. That's fair. I drink it I guess close to every day, not because I use it for the energy, just because I like it and it's just a nice way to start your day. Uh I do like hot coffee though. I'm a big hot coffee guy, so we're getting to that season, although I do have a nice one in front of me today that I demolished before we jumped on here. Um, where'd you get that I, from? Duncan. Duncan, you can only get it like Getting coffee elsewhere isn't the same. Like you can get like fun oh, drinks from wrong. You were you Starbucks guy? Well, no, but I like this local place near me where I okay, it's right next fine. to the gym. Locals fun. And I'll yeah. leave the gym and I'll get it and I'll get a sandwich. And it's a nice start to my sure. days when I'm not like running into work. I only drink Dunkin'. Actually, I don't drink Dunkin' right now because I don't get coffees on days I go to Dunkin' right now. Interesting. See, so I've only been I, drinking at this place, Coffee Grinders, which is fantastic. Local's fine. I was more referring to the Starbucks versus Dunkin' Thing. Like McDonald's, not bad. Had McDonald's coffee. Yeah, <clears throat> sure. I guess it's just because of where I live. Like, there's four Dunkins in my town. Like, that's not really like it's just it's just easy. There um, are. Let's see. There are so many Dun. There's two Dunkins. So there's like a split, not a split, but like basically two different directions I can go to get to the highway and on each way before you even get like a mile down the road there's a duncan yeah and then yeah, there's like then that. there's a road between the two directions that connects and the the duncans are on that same road of course of course that's how it is but i was gonna ask you um they have this new peanut butter cup co- coffee at duncan now i don't know if you're a big like reese's guy or whatever but it's I very am. good I, reese's is the best candy i also had somebody try yes. and tell me it was not pronounced reese's it was pronounced reese's it technically is but i don't i don't nobody says it like that i agree but yeah peanut butter cup coffee it's technically it's like a macchiato is what it called but you can get like just original coffee with a peanut butter cup flavor fire very good highly recommend if you're if you're into that type i may of have thing. to try it very good i enjoy it i get uh i get it just with like I order it just with the swirl, like I get the uh, the flavoring peanut butter cup, and then I get milk too, just to add to it. Uh, but I've had to wean myself off sugar because my mom, when I was younger, she she orders her coffee seven milk, seven sugar, which is just like <clears throat> it's not coffee at that point. It's a milkshake. It's a milkshake. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I've had to, but like that's how I grew up knowing coffee. So I like have I had to like wean myself off of the sugar a little bit, and I've gotten to the point where I can like I just do like milk and sugar. Sometimes I do like. If I'm feeling the sweet tooth, I go extra sugar, but that's rough. So I've tried to just get like the sweetener 
and then like milk because the sweetener take care of the sugar part for you but uh i've had to wean myself off of, as i've grown older because it's it's definitely not good <laughs> it's definitely not good to drink that much sugar um <clears throat> in a single coffee but uh we can cut the duncan talk and get to the celtics because i know that's why all of you are here uh Celtics won back-to-back games in Florida on the road. Heat and the Magic after a big win on opening night against the 76ers. Uh, and yeah, they, they look good in both. Looked less good in the Magic game. And I guess we can... Let's, let's start with the Heat game, though. Let's go in chronological order. What did you and didn't you like from that Heat game? So I really enjoyed a lot of things from the Heat game. It was a good showing, for the most part, for the Celtics. You had one... Tatum and Brown, again, playing well, specifically Brown, super efficient in that game, leading the charge. Tatum giving him a nice uh, secondary punch there, I guess. I mean, Brown 29, Tatum 28, or vice versa. I don't remember. They're they're both scoring well. That's what matters. Yes. Also in that game, uh, Noah Vonley was solid in a second oh, consecutive yeah. game after playing decently against Embiid and Philly, uh, or mm-hmm. against Philly. And he continued it, hustling on the glass, getting a couple dunks there, nice and easy for him to get going. Um, liked that when Miami went on a nice run in the third quarter to get the lead after Boston had really been in control most of the game. They didn't panic. That last season, the Celtics would have probably lost that game. Once they gave up the lead, they would have never got their footing back. This year, in this instance, they responded, finished the quarter with a bigger lead than they came into it with up 12 at the end of yes, the third, sir. instead of being, I think it was eight at half. Yeah. And they, they half. really never looked back. So they are a much more controlling team from what we've seen so far. Very encouraging things to start the season. You played two teams that people are con- uh, considering to be contenders in this conference yep. and you beat them both pretty handily. You were in control of both the games for, the majority of the game. It's funny that, you know, we'll talk about the Orlando game a little bit later, but that, that was a really scary game out of the three, exactly, <laughs> which is classic, mm-hmm. classic Celtics. what do you think? Yeah, no, I liked the heat game. I thought it was good. Obviously uh, you got that little scare at the start of the third quarter. That was the only real time uh, the Celtics kind of felt in danger in that game. And like you said, they responded well by the end of the third. Uh, I don't think they trailed in the fourth quarter. Miami made a couple runs, uh, <clears throat> but they didn't They didn't trail. Uh, Kyle Lowry was as annoying as ever. I know you don't like him. Uh, I'm a fan still. He's he's annoying, and I appreciate those players as much as they frustrate me. Uh, Bam Adebayo looked good early on, kind of slowed down later in the game once he got into foul trouble. Tyler Hero carried the Heat offense, not to make this a Heat show, but I struggle to see how the Heat are going to find offense this year without Hero on the floor, right? Like, like you can tell he is their only source of on-ball creation. He's their only source of offense, really. Uh, Jimmy Butler was very quiet. He had 18 points, but even you and I discussed it uh, at the pregame show the next day. I, I forgot he played. He, did, he didn't do anything. Yeah, well, you're so used to seeing him in the playoffs where, what did he have, uh, like 50 points almost in the game six? 30, 40, 50. He's dropping everything, yeah. Like, then, he, he was the no. whole offense, and it's crazy – how different he plays when it's not the playoffs. Yeah. He's not as it's, aggressive. It's he's not doing everything. Like that's a whole different experience compared mm-hmm. to what we saw in the spring. I mean, thank goodness. Glad they got the win. Glad <laughs> they won the series yeah. back in the spring. Um, mm-hmm. doesn't matter who it is. I don't care. Just beat him. Beat him. Jimmy's and a beast. They J- did. Jimmy's your type of player. He shows up when it matters. I mean, you probably need to show up in the regular season too, but regardless, uh, we, well, we that's can why talk people about... don't respect him as much because they forget. <laughs> yeah. 
they they're, do. they're they like do oh like this guy he's he was like good in the bubble whatever he's whatever mm-hmm. now like was fine this season he shows up in the playoffs and then so. he shows up in the playoffs and everyone remembers and then the season will go along and then everyone will be like oh maybe he's washed now and then he'll show up again yep yep and i don't doubt that he'll do that again uh, we can talk about uh, the current, in my opinion, I guess. I don't really know if there's an argument to it. Front runner for MVP after three games <laughs> in the season. But uh, slow start, Jason Tatum, is not really happening right now. Like, there, there's no slow start. He's been absolutely on fire. Uh, I need to check his shooting splits. <clears throat> I don't even think he's shooting that well from three, which is the crazy part. He's not shooting, like, efficiently. Uh, I'll check my math on that. But he's shooting just 33.3% from distance on the season this year. Uh, but he's shooting almost 59% from the field. He is not missing two-point shots, which is something we did not see from him last year. He is aggressive. He's getting to the floater. He's getting to the bucket. He's still attempting eight threes a game, which is a lot. But the difference is he's not missing the bunnies anymore. So he's still an elite player. He's averaging almost 35 points through a couple games, averaging eight rebounds, three assists. He's playing great great basketball and he's playing elite defense too which the Celtics struggled with against the Magic but we'll get to that later Jason Tatum has been everything a Celtics fan should want from him he's been phenomenal through these few games yeah he was excellent against Orlando obviously had 40 points and he really got them to the finish line I guess yeah he was the only source of offense early in that game and again you're right he hasn't been super efficient shooting the three but it's so refreshing to see him getting to the basket. Still not using the left hand, by the way, but finishing at the rim. I, I was looking for that against Orlando because you and, and you saw it. Yeah, yeah. I it, might it steal sticks it for my like a uh... sword thumb. Once you realize it, you can't unsee it. He is completely avoiding using his left hand. I don't mm-hmm. know why. Tim brought up a good point to us on the pregame show that that is the wrist that he hurt in the playoffs yeah. where he had a, a bone chip moving around in there where I, it hurts. I think I'm going to steal that from my article. I'm going to steal your thought process there. I'm going to yoink it. <laughs> well, it's not even mine. It's Tim. No, no. I meant the, the left-hand thing. I'm Because I'm, I'm going to write about um how JB and JT have been driving to the room really well. It's just I'm, weird. I'm it, it's so it weird, weird. But uh, you started off saying he's the front runner for MVP right now. And you're right. And I told I told everybody. I said, before the season starts, the odds are in your favor to bet him because he's primed mm-hmm. for it. He would have been the MVP last year if he put it together for the first half of the season. He certainly yeah. was the best player for the second half of the season. Everybody was talking about it. He went into the playoffs and was dominant until he really fell off in the finals, maybe. <laughs> he did. He did. Like, yeah, like no, that's it. That, that was the only time he really wasn't at the top level and really wasn't maybe the best player in the league mm-hmm. was the finals, which sucked. Yeah. But going into the season, he was in a prime position for it, and the odds makers didn't believe it. It was plus 1,400 before the season started. I don't know what it is right this second. But he has sprinted out of the gates. Excellent. Already has a 40-point game. Had 35 in the opener. Was fine in Miami. He just did what he needed to do. He wasn't anything over the top, but he was still great. He's been more efficient this season. Mm -hmm. Vegas odds, sorry. They got him at plus twelve hundred still, so you can still get a pretty good deal. Plus twelve hundred right now. It was you're, you're missing out on a couple hundred, but he still is just so much more efficient. That to me was the biggest knock on him is that it always feels like he's taking a ton of shots. It always feels like he's taking a ton of shots. Now he's making the shots. You're seeing that average go up. You said he's already at thirty five a game almost. It's going to go yeah. down. 
you would imagine throughout the season he's not going to be as hot. Imagine if it doesn't. <laughs> but good if for him, he'll have the trophy. <laughs> you'll get you'll get to yeah. see him get the trophy at the Garden in the playoffs. It, it's crazy. He's playing phenomenally well. Uh, really no complaints about Jason Tatum thus far. JB, uh, on the other hand, slowed down a bit against Orlando. He did some other things, too. He, he realized the shot wasn't there. He grabbed nine rebounds, dished out four assists. Uh, he made an impact elsewhere, um, but the shot wasn't there for him against Orlando. And from what I remember, he realized that early he took only 16 shots. Uh, and I don't remember him taking a ton late in the game. Uh, uh, I can fact check myself there. Yeah, he only took one shot in the fourth quarter. Um, so it seemed like he kind of realized he didn't have it. Uh, and then he slowed down, and let Tatum take over, which is good. That's what you want from him. But uh, I'm not worried about Jalen. People have off games. You're not going to have like ridiculously highly efficient scoring nights every night so uh just an off game for him against orlando i, can, I don't really have anything else to say about it it's just it was it weird happened. though he was missing layups yeah it's he maybe she had the jitters for some whatever reason yeah well you go down to orlando and you play in such a historic place you you get a little bit nervous you know that's a, <laughs> come on some man. <laughs> greats have truly graced the their uh walmart brand parquet down there and <laughs> i you, like the court get, i don't mind the court no it's fine but I mean, it's it's nowhere special, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Shaq and Penny, come on. Well, there White you Howard. That's all you got. You named all three of them. <laughs> come on. Um, more positive note, though. Derek White was absolutely phenomenal against the Magic. Uh, I believe he finished with 27 points, four rebounds, four assists. Uh, he shot 10 of 17 from the field, five of nine from three-point range. I, under, I know the drives at the end of the game, the clutch shots in the fourth, the clutch plays, that was all great. Derek White emerging as a knockdown three-point shooter is everything this Celtics team needs. He is an elite perimeter defender. He can play make. He can get to the rim. We all we knew all that. He did all of that last season. He was getting to the rack all playoffs long last year, getting to the floater, getting inside, everything. Him being able to knock down five threes in a game and knock down threes consistently completely changes the way the Celtics play offense. It, it is exactly what you need. And he's not hesitating either. He's catching the ball and going right up into a shot. Derek White looks great to start the season. And that game against Orlando was just a culmination of everything. Well, it sounds like this is what they expect from him. Everybody after the game was going into detail saying how uh, Saturday's game, the way Derek White played is what they'd been seeing in practice. He'd been aggressive. He'd been making his Love threes. That. And we didn't really see that a whole lot throughout the preseason. There are other things that we've seen this season that have translated. That was not one of them. We didn't see a massive Derek White jump coming. And who knows if it is going to be a consistent thing. But if everybody's saying this is how he plays all the time, there has to be some weight to it. So even if you're getting, I don't know, 60% of what you got yesterday, that's still found money to me. Derek White last yeah. year was finding his footing. He was fine. He he wasn't somebody that was hurting you per se, but there was a lot left to be desired when it comes to consistency, specifically shooting the ball. Like you said, if he's making five threes for you, excellent. And not to mention, he made not just five threes, the first five threes he took. He was five for five. He wasn't <laughs> missing. Yeah. And he was getting to the cup. He's making floaters, which we've seen him do consistently since he joined the team. He did it all yesterday. You kind of nailed it on the head. And it was a game where he kind of had to. Brogdon was fine. Smart was kind of off yesterday. You need at least one of those guys to have a good game, I'd say. Going forward, I think that's part yeah. of your winning formula. You have three guys that play very similar. You need one of them to hit and play well. 
I, I agree. Derek White was was great, and I expect him to continue to be great. Jason Tatum, after the game, uh, said that he wishes Derek White would be selfish more often, <laughs> which is an all-time quote uh, from the team star who dropped 40. You love to see that. Jason Tatum quietly has been saying all the right things this season. He seems more vocal, and he talked about it. He, he talked about it during a, a press conference. I can't remember the exact one or like timeline, but he said something along the lines of, I heard you guys telling me that, uh, or I, heard, I heard the narrative that I was too quiet and didn't lead with my words enough, so I'm actively trying to do that more, which is good. It's what you want to see from Tatum. Um, but also another funny quote to come out of last night. I don't know if you heard this. Remember in the Miami game when Joe Mazzullo wasn't using his timeouts? Like yes. He just wouldn't call one. <clears throat> After the game uh, against Orlando, uh, he goes, I called a timeout for three minutes, uh, so I didn't use it since, you know, you guys like to tell me I don't use timeouts. I probably had a bunch of them. Uh, he just, like, mocked all the reporters in the room for saying he doesn't use timeouts. Joe Mazzullo has been – I mean, call me crazy here. Obviously, he made a dunk was great for this team. The way Joe Mazzulla carries himself is a bit of like a breath of fresh air, if that makes sense. It's not, it, it's the perfect mix of Brad and Ime, in my opinion. Like Brad was kind of quiet and reserved. He didn't really say much. Ime Udoka said everything. Mazzulla's kind of in the middle and he like cracks the jokes. Like he, he's just like, I don't know. I, I, I really like Joe. And obviously all is good right now because the Celtics are 3 0. So it's tough yeah. to say something bad about him. But even before that in the preseason, he was saying all the right things. Like he, he seems like, I'm very happy that Joe was the guy they chose for the job. We'll put it that way. All right. That's fair. See, I, I I'm going to kind of not disagree, but say it's too soon for me to tell what I think. Sure. Yet. No, yeah. That's fair. Um, not that you're <laughs> saying that, but I know last season, a lot of people were calling for Udoka's head because the team was poor for the first uh, 39 games. I think it was that they were 18, like and 21, whatever it was. And then they turned it around. He's the hero. So yeah. Sometimes things take time. Usually those are good things that take time, but you don't know. This could be uh, lightning in a <laughs> yep. bottle. You you can't imagine it is because the team itself is constructed in a way where they should be successful. They have two absolute studs running things. You have Marcus as a good leader on the team. Al Horford's a good leader. Uh, Al Horford, who did not play against Orlando, already on the load management for back-to-backs. Fine, fine with that. Um, but yeah. all these pieces around those guys are going to help win. Everybody. All, all the way down to guys that aren't going to play every day. Hauser barely played against Philly. Yep. He was awesome against Orlando. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Hit this three threes. This team is well-constructed. So if Missoula is saying all the right things, that is a big part of it. It's important that he's doing that. It's it's a good point by you because if he's not, there's more of a chance that things get disrupted. If you have things going well, it ain't broke, don't fix it. You don't need to be out there barking at the press saying this guy needs to do this. This guy needs to do that. He could have went out and said Jalen could have been better yesterday. He could have went out and and ripped the team for allowing Orlando to score 120 points. It didn't happen. It, it's not mm-hmm. happening to where uh, guys are just getting called out. I mean, I, I never heard a problem with Yudoka doing it. It worked. And yeah, I, no, I was I watching the game with a friend yesterday and I was like, oh, wouldn't it be great if Yudoka was coaching and he'd just like call a timeout and tell him to knock it off and then they'd play better. <laughs> Yeah, there's definitely a lot of differences. I, I want to ask you this, though. If Missoula leads the Celtics, let, let's even say to the finals again, or Eastern Conference finals, or on a deep run, they're like a great regular season team, uh, or hell, like even if they win the finals, does Udoka come back? Or is it Missoula's team? You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I feel like it. I feel we like don't know tough. enough. Okay, yeah. That's the answer. We don't know enough. Who knows? Who knows why they're keeping Udoka around? A lot of speculation is that they don't want to have to cut him loose and risk him going to a rival. Could be very true. 
Uh, could be that they owe him so much money they don't want to just like pay him all of it or whatever. I, I don't, That's possible. I don't know what any of it is. We don't know. Yeah. So without knowing those things, it's really hard to say what the team's going to do. If yep. if Missoula is successful, however, say the team wins, wins the championship, it would be very difficult to remove the guy that was the coach of a championship team mm-hmm. and bring back Ime Udoka because that would give so many extra distractions from the media because it's a story. It's a massive story. It was a big 100%. news story when it came out. It wasn't just sports. Everybody was talking about it. So now if you're successful and you bring that back into your fold, you're risking messing with your product. 100%. I don't know what the plan is. I don't really have an opinion on the plan yet because there are plenty of things that could happen in the coming six, seven months yep. until the season has come to an end. We don't know yet. It's, it's a good It's a good thing to think about, but... It'll be a real discussion, and we'll perhaps have things to talk about in the summer next year. <laughs> Unfortunately, right? Not the things we want to be talking about. Who knows? Uh, I, if it's yeah. a big uh, controversy, it could be a good thing. It means they might have won. It's true. If it's a no-brainer, and you're saying bring them back, that means it didn't go very well. I agree. Uh, circling back, you mentioned Marcus Smart didn't play very well. Um, <clears throat> he didn't. He looked bad against Orlando. Objectively, didn't play well. Uh he had five rebounds, three assists, eight points, but he shot. Uh, sorry, that's the Miami game. <clears throat> Excuse me. He had six points, two rebounds, eight assists. So he did He did pass the ball well, but shot two of 11 from the field, one of nine from three. Uh, did not shoot it well. I'll push back a little bit on the Marcus Smart slander just because I still believe if you get an open three, you can't just not take it. Like that, you can't do that. You can't not take an open three. Um, Sometimes you can, like if he's shooting really bad, maybe you swing it, you find a better shot. But for the most part, it would ruin the flow of the offense to not take an open three because then they could just not guard him. Um, you got to take open threes when they come to you within the flow of the offense. Were all of Marcus's shots open threes? I d- would have to watch the film again. I don't think they all were. I think a couple were probably a little forced, but I didn't have a problem with most of his shots. It just wasn't falling. I'll say this. Marcus took five threes in the before the first time out. So for the rest of the game, he only took four. I'd say that's that's a yes. glaring uh good for him. Sure. Yeah. Recognizing and reading that maybe it's not his night. Mm-hmm. Because no, I agree. he doesn't have to take all those threes. <laughs> it, <laughs> he was taking threes early. I thought the offense early in that game was good despite them not pulling away until the end and still it was close pretty much the way but the shots they were getting were good it didn't feel like there was a lot of forcing going on so even if he is taking nine threes in a game like yesterday sure it doesn't look good in the box score but how many times did you really watch the game and, and you saw it and you were like why is he doing that exactly maybe one i think there's one where he just kind of pulled up and even then it was like he stepped into a three. Like those are usually the ones mm-hmm. that are easy to hit and to get a little bit of a rhythm. I'm always going to be the biggest Marcus supporter. It's it's just how it is. I'm biased. <laughs> but seriously, if mm-hmm. if you're off and you've taken five threes within like, let's just say five minutes of the opening tip. And then for the rest of the game, you've recognized you're off and you only take four more. Great. And that's also yeah. on the coach because the, or whoever's calling the plays, I'd imagine it's Missoula. Because the plays that were getting Marcus the open looks early stopped getting him the open looks, or he was making the yeah. extra pass, which he did a couple times. There was one where he had it, swung it, 
to White, who swung it to Brown, who made a three. The ball movement yesterday, I thought, was really great. It just tough. I agree. Guys, guys kind of missed shots, except Tatum and White mm-hmm. and Grant and Hauser. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about those guys, too. But on the smart thing, um, you, you were correct. He took five threes in the first quarter uh, up until the four-minute, 33-second mark. He took one in the second quarter. He took one of his threes was a buzzer beater at the end of the, the that's half right. as well. So that, that counts in the box score too. And then he took two threes in the third, uh, nine minutes and 830. Uh, and then he didn't take any of the rest of the game. So he realized it by the time it mattered, just like Jalen did. He didn't take him in the latter stage. That kind of goes more into what I was saying. So that's even better. I forgot mm-hmm. I forgot that he had a heave. He absolutely did. Exactly. We, we thought it yeah. was going in where I was watching the game. <laughs> yeah. It's good. Yeah. It did. It did. Um, but yeah, so I'm fine with smart eight assists too. So he's doing that. He's doing other things on the court. How many assists uh, is he averaging so far? Let's take a look. Do you want to guess? I haven't been diving into the box. Quick, quick guess. I'd say seven ish. Six close six All assists right. leading the team though. Uh, I believe, um, pretty clearly, but also cause Brogdon's at 3.7, uh, rebound leader is Tatum. In case you're wondering through three games, 8.3 Jalen Brown, is second 5.3. You love to see it. Uh, point is obviously Tatum. Uh, turnovers, beautiful thing. Tatum only averaged two turnovers. That's gorgeous. That uh, like chef's kiss. Is that there. the most? Uh, no, the most is Jalen, who's averaging three, which is still mm. not great. But three games, <clears throat> not the end of the world. Steals is Jalen Brown at one point seven, and blocks is actually Jason Tatum at one point seven. Uh, playing some good defense there. But circling back around, because I'll read you the uh, uh, I mean field goal percentage uh, and three point percentage. Outside of Peyton Pritchard, who's shooting 100% because he's taken one three in one appearance and made it, Grant Williams is absolutely on fire to start the season. And he was a little bit last year, but the difference is those weren't translating into wins. Now Grant Williams <laughs> is translating into wins. Grant Williams, through three games, is shooting 86% from the field and 80% from three. He's the Celtics' fourth leading scorer at 12.7 points a night. He is locked in. He he is not missing. He is nailing all of his threes. He is driving. Uh, what I'm forgetting pressures. Driving uh, the whatever close out. That thank you. Driving the close out. I couldn't think of the word for it. Uh, driving the close out at a elite level. He he's getting into the paint, hitting his layups. Uh, some fancy layups too. And he had a nice assist last night off the closeout. He's he's passing now. Gray Williams is doing everything you wanted him to do when people were begging for a contract extension and he's in a contract year now. So this is going to, this is going to equal dollar signs for him. He's, he's playing amazing, doing everything the Celtics could possibly ask for from him. I'll tell you what, he made dollar signs for me yesterday. And anyone that was, uh, had the common sense <laughs> to follow my pick in the stream, I said over always a safe bet <laughs> over one and a half threes for grant, the way he's been shooting at plus money. Thank you. Elite Easy. Hit it in the first Ching. quarter. Hit it in the first quarter. Yeah. Tatum double-double did not hit, but the over seven and a half rebounds did for him, as did the Mobley points. So we were two of three on the uh, Smash the Huge. Odds picks yesterday. Just just Love for to see anybody it. that watches the pregame. You're welcome. But Shout yeah, we, we got the first little taste of Grant in the preseason. I, yeah. I keep talking about it, but like it really opened my eyes. I saw him fake a three and drive, and we really hadn't seen him do that before that. And now he's doing mm. it a lot. And it's adding to the game. It's making it harder for defenders to fly out at him because they have to think now. 
he could have a big season. If he keeps this up to some degree, he could average at least 10 points a game for sure off the bench. That'd be mm-hmm. great for him. It would be good for his contract too. It's a shame that they didn't pay him. Because now if you're the Celtics, you're like, oh boy, I hope he slows down a bit. <laughs> exactly. I remember a couple of years ago after his rookie season, uh, I was always really high on Grant, by the way. Sam can vouch. I've always been a Grant guy. Um, this is We've almost been doing mm-hmm. this podcast for three years. <clears throat> and ever since the Celtics drafted him, I've been a fan. But um, Grant Williams, I remember, and you can vouch again. I forget if it was heading into his second or third year. I said Grant Williams was going to average 10, 5, and 3. Those were the numbers I placed on him <clears throat> as an elite bench guy. And so far this season, in obviously limited sample size, he's averaging roughly 13, 5, and 2. So I'm going to say that's pretty close for me. <laughs> Just two years later, so we're a little, yeah, a little off, too late. <clears throat> Grant Williams playing very, very well. Uh, and Sam Hauser deserves a big-time shout-out, too. Because uh, he nailed three of four threes last night, I believe. Three of four threes after a two of three game against Miami. Not getting a ton of playing time. Uh, 12 minutes against the uh, Heat. Six minutes against the Magic. But like we said <laughs> before the season, he's going to hit his threes. Like He doesn't have to get a ton of playing time to get threes within the offense. Because he Brogdon will find him. Smart will find him. Tatum will find him. Grant found him, I think, once last night. Like he's going to get open because he moves off the ball well. So even in six minutes, he nailed three or four threes. He had nine points in six minutes. He is a flamethrower when he's in the game. And I mean, he's been great so far in limited minutes. Yeah, nine points in six minutes against Orlando is pretty good. And they kind of needed it because Orlando just kind of wasn't missing yesterday at all. Franz Wagner was excellent. He was killing the Celtics, hitting everything they gave him. It felt like. Yep. Hauser comes in the game, hits three threes, and calls it a day. The arc on his shot is crazy. He shot Dude, over insane. Bull Bull yesterday, who was not that far from him when he shot. We yeah. saw Bull Bull block Brogdon, I think, twice on jumpers, and he was far away. Yeah, so good Brogdon's Hauser, shot's man. weird. Brogdon's shot, shot is very weird. It's, it's like the weird. opposite of Hauser. It's a line drive. Yeah, Hauser, rainbows from Hauser. Oh, yeah. And Beautiful. they believe in him. So that's even better for him because he's going to see more looks where he can convert. They're not hesitant to give him the ball at all. They believe in the guy. They see him shooting the gym all the time, and they know he doesn't miss. You know, it's unfortunate, and I think this is what's happening. You know how in Miami last year, Max Drew stole Duncan's rotational minutes because he's just a little bit better defender. He kind of fits their minutes yeah. better. You know where I'm going with this? Pritchard. I think Hauser is taking Pritchard's rotation spot just because he's he's bigger. Uh, from I mean, Pritchard's a good defender, underrated, but Sam Hauser probably fits the defensive scheme a little bit better because they like to play with a little bit more size, especially when they don't have a bunch. They don't really have a ton of size in the lineup. Um, and he's a knockdown shooter. Uh, and he's probably harder for guys to defend because he, he shoots it so high. Uh, I think Hauser is taking Pritchard's rotational minutes this year, and I, there's not really an argument against it because Pritchard's played once for three minutes. He hit his three, uh, but I think Hauser's taking a spot in the lineup. Yeah, it's it's too bad because I like Pritchard as a player. I think he's really good in a bench scoring role because he can create for himself. Last season, the playoffs, especially against the Nets, you saw him play really well. He had a great game too, was a big part of the comeback, 10 points in the fourth quarter. He's just not going to get those opportunities. It's it's somewhat Hauser, but it's also somewhat the addition of Brogdon, where with the 
guard depth Boston has, it might be the best in the league. And as a guard, Pritchard is just getting the short end of the stick with that. And also, like you said, Hauser being able to shoot the lights out doesn't help his case because that's part of what he brought to the table was his shooting, his reliability from beyond the arc. Now we're seeing Hauser step into that role and play well. Good for him. Good for the team. Sucks for Pritchard. And I know we talked about this last time. It does. They might have to wait till next year to trade Pritchard because his salary will be more. It'll be easier yep. for teams to match and get value back. Mm-hmm. But for his career, you have to root for a trade that gets him somewhere where he can be useful. I saw a good one player trade. and he has a future in the league. He's not a bum. I agree. I saw a trade proposal. Um, it's not sexy at all. It's not like a big name guy. So Celtics fans not, might not like it. I think it was Pritchard in a second round pick to Oklahoma city for Kenrich Williams, um, which Mullet seems man. really exactly. Uh, they call him Kenny hustle. It seems really uh, rough because everyone knows Pritchard. Everyone loves Pritchard in Boston and Kenrich Williams isn't really a big name. I don't hate it. He's another wing you can throw out there, which the Celtics don't really have. He's six six. He rebounds the ball really well. He earned the nickname Kenny Hustle, so I think Celtics fans would probably fall in love with him pretty quick. Um, <clears throat> I don't know how possible it is because I'm pretty sure OKC declined a first round pick for him, like in past years. Like they like the guy, uh, and for OKC to decline a first round pick, they probably really like the player. Um, but I wouldn't hate that bringing Kenny Hustle to Boston. I also wouldn't hate. Uh, actually, never mind. That, that that wouldn't work. I was gonna tie in Terrence Ross into it because he just he torched the Celtics. classic. And Gorman called. <laughs> of it. Course, Gorman right? said it right when they were doing the starting lineups. He's like Terrence yeah. Ross always has a big night against the Celtics. Can't seem to miss. He has eight points before the first TV timeout. Phil, Finishes with he, almost thirty. Yeah, what do you have? Twenty nine on the night. Let me check. Unreal how yeah. someone can just be that consistent against a single team. <laughs> Yeah, twenty nine points. He, he's in, he's he's crazy good, dude. I, maybe, hey, the maybe whole this, team I felt like they weren't missing. Yeah, it was brutal. yesterday's like, uh, game, Jack. More of Celtics being bad or Orlando being good. What do you think? Uh, a mix, a healthy mix, and we can talk about the defense. But through the first two games, Orlando shot twenty two percent from three, and then they shot forty four percent against the Celtics. Yes, the Celtics defense was bad. I thought it was off, but like they're not going to make that many threes every night. Do you like think that's, that's not having Horford? Do you think that had a big uh, no impact on them? I think that hurt the rebounding battle because Celtics got stomped in the rebounding battle. Uh, what was it, forty-eight to thirty-seven, and they lost offensive rebounds twelve to seven. So that was probably Horford a little bit. But I think the defense was the, them just not hitting their rotations, just not them pressuring enough. Missoula talked about it after the game. He said the rotations were fine, but they weren't pressuring enough and they weren't hitting their switch points or something like that fast enough. Um, and I think that showed because the Magic got into open space a lot. They got open threes. They were able to get uh, good looks. Uh, and they attacked the mid-range too a lot because you had Vonley and you had Cornette and you had um, Blake Griffin uh, playing drop a lot, drop coverage. Uh, so Terrence Ross would just step right in, take an easy mini. Same thing with Franz Wagner, um, which I think you'll have to fix when Robin Al come back. But for now, you kind of have to live with those shots. Uh, and I don't think Orlando will make 90% of their mid shots or whatever again uh, every game. So. It is what it is. I think the Celtics defense has to be a lot better, especially with how much talent they have on the perimeter. Um, but at the same time, like you said, Orlando's not going to make that many shots every single night. Yeah, somebody that was uh, watching for Tatum to get rebounds, it grew really annoying when Orlando was like not going to miss. Because that's funny, <laughs> exactly. man. I'm, I'm waiting for him to get a double-double, and they're just not missing. Everything. <laughs> bottom of the net for Wagner. Ross wasn't missing. Uh What's the Okiki off the bench wasn't missing. Like these guys were just 
on fire. 44% from three, like mm-hmm. you said. Unreal. Classic. After being 22% through two <laughs> games, you bet your ass that they are going to shoot against the Celtics. It's just how it goes. Tell you what, Celtics yeah. were ready. Tatum brought his uh, own shooters. Him, Derek White, Grant, Hauser. Shoot out at the Amway, if that's what it's still called. I don't know. Yeah, it's a legendary place. Right. You get course. the yips playing there forget. if you're Jalen Brown. <laughs> Clearly. Clearly. No, yeah, I mean, uh, I thought it was a good performance from all three-point shooters. And uh, like I said, Orlando just really didn't miss. They were great uh, against the Celtics, which was rough. Uh, Paolo Bancaro, though, he's nice, dude. He's, he's a really good player. Good for Orlando. It's about time they got some help yeah. down there. The team has just been... In the dumpster for years and years since Dwight Howard left, they really never did it. They made the playoffs a couple of times, took one off the Raptors, yeah. I think the Kawhi year when they won. Yeah, and then DJ they, they lost in five. You remember that shot? DJ Augustine pulling up yeah, from the Augustine top of the key. Made it three. Beautiful. That was fun. Uh, no, yeah. Uh, they've, they've looked, uh, they look good against the Celtics. Paolo Bancaro was great. Cole Anthony was solid. Franz Wagner looked uh, great. Wagner and Bancaro is like, very very good well imagine if they tank again this year which they probably will not not so much for their team not being talented because we saw yesterday they do have pieces on that team that are decent just everybody else every team feels like it's stacked right now yeah i was talking to a buddy last night we were watching the games and stuff like i was saying sacramento they look good they they put their chips in at the wrong time they did they because they they they, we we did our predictions jack we didn't even have them in the play-in I know. And the crazy part about that is they could have been bad this year. They could have traded yeah. Aaron Fox like to whatever team wanted him for like draft picks and done like a Donovan Mitchell thing. Kept uh, Davion Mitchell and Tyrese Halliburton trading all their pieces gone for Wembenyama this year. Uh, and they could have had effectively what the Pacers have right now, but they chose not to. Um, I, I respect them for going for it because it's been 16 years, and after a while, you got to just send it. But this year was the bad. It, it wasn't a good Very year. You, man. Do it. Unfortunate timing. Yeah. I uh, hope Kevon Victor ends up in the Western Conference. I'll say that. I'm sick of all these guys. I mean, Me Paulo looks like he's going to be a good player. Donovan Cade. Mitchell joining the conference. Cade, Cade. Uh, yep. you know, that Pistons team's real pain in the ass. Halliburton. The one and two start. Halliburton's now in the filthy. conference. Yeah. But, Dude, enough um, is enough. Orlando, Kevon Harris. I know Tatum had 40, but he was an annoyance. He was just annoying to watch on Tatum. You you know you know what I'm talking about? Yep. Yeah, he was shout out him. He's a rookie this year. Uh came over from I forget where he played last year, but he's he's like 25, 26. Like he's an older guy, but he, he looked he looked solid and it looks like Orlando likes him. So I just wanted to give him a little bit of a shout out. Um also uh Celtics play the Bulls next. The Bulls fumbled the bag on the Nikola Vucevic trade. I watched a TikTok on it. That was such a terrible trade in hindsight. Because you know what came out of that? Uh, Wendell Carter. Who yep, played Wendell well. Carter. Yep, who looked good. Who might be better than Vucevic. There's that. Yeah. The the Franz Wagner pick was the Bulls pick. Ooh. <laughs> and then they own the Bulls pick this year, too. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how that goes. Because... They... <laughs> I don't think the Bulls are that good of a team, but you never know. I don't either. It's they don't impress me. And we'll see Monday, and then you'll see him again uh, the Friday after next at the Garden. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I'm not, like, floored by them at all. Me neither. I think the Celtics should win Monday. At this point, I don't know when the next time I think they should lose is, especially after starting 3-0. Good for them. Good on them, right? Schedule. Um, 
Yeah, we'll see. That that game in Chicago Monday might be something. I'd imagine Levine will play after being out sporadically here with left knee management to start the season. Usually you start managing injuries once the season goes on. Usually you don't start like that. Except if you're Kawhi. Yeah, Kawhi too. Bulls injury report. Let me let me look at this. Bulls injury report. Lonzo out still. Um, Lonzo's out. Brutal. Yeah, Levine's Levine's off the injury report. I think he played the other night against Washington. So I'll tell you what, that Bulls pick this year would be less valuable if uh, Lonzo was healthy because they they were good when Lonzo was playing. He was the key for them. They were good. They were real good when Lonzo was healthy. But Celtic schedule. They've got Chicago, Cleveland at home, Washington at home, Cleveland on the road, Chicago at home, New York. At Madison Square Garden, Memphis, Detroit, Denver. Um, they've got a doable schedule. I'll put it that way. I think Cleveland could cause some issues, uh, especially in Cleveland, because they're pretty good. I think well, Memphis here. will be tough. <clears throat> no, they play them twice. They play them October oh. 28th at home, then November 2nd in Cleveland. Oh, um, Yep, they got November 5th at MSG. I don't think the Knicks are very good, but you all, like. I know you don't love MSG, but at least the fans are active. You know what yeah. I'm saying? At least the, it's better. It's a more active environment than Miami the other night. Uh, um, Miami, what a joke that is. <laughs> let's go Celtics chance, man. But in both Florida arenas. Well, I that always seems to happen. That's a touristy thing. And people go down yep. there or old people move yep. to Florida from here. Like there, there's all kinds <laughs> of explanation for that. They, they've got Denver at home on the 11th of November, I'll which I think will be tough. They have, oh, shout out. They've got Atlanta in Atlanta on the 16th, who always seem to give them trouble. But I think Plus, that's first, a team that's like, hot. Mm-hmm, I think their first really, really big test of the season, in my opinion, and maybe this is far out because Christmas? there are good teams like Memphis. No, November 18th in New Orleans. I think the Pelicans hmm. are the real deal. I, I, The Pelicans are really good this year, I think. They play today? Uh, let me check. Probably the 6 Pelicans... p.m. Yeah, they play somebody today. It's them and another team that's undefeated. Hmm. Pelicans, yeah, it's Utah. Yeah, <laughs> how it's funny is that, man? I, Utah looks good, dude. They need to trade some pieces if they actually want to tank. They look good for good. them. Yeah, shout out. A lot of good games tonight, actually. Portland, uh, L.A. If you're a Lakers hater, you can root against the Lakers. Um, Charlotte, Atlanta, maybe not as fun. Washington, Cleveland. I like Washington. I told you they were my tenth seed, and they've looked good so far. Uh, Utah, New Orleans is fun. Minnesota, OKC. Sacramento, Golden State, Phoenix, L.A., uh, Clippers, I should say. Uh, but, yeah, Lakers uh, not doing well. I, I was telling Sam before we got on, I give him a bit of a pass because they've played two good teams. We'll see if they can get it done against Portland. But uh, Portland Philly too, Philly is in shambles. <laughs> They're in shambles right now, man. They've lost I did, three I didn't games. I obviously watch yesterday because the Celtics were on. I didn't either. Not that but... I would have watched anyway. But what, what's going <laughs> yeah, on? Why are you losing to the Spurs, dude? <laughs> You can't lose. I mean, Celtics lost to the Spurs twice last year, so it is what it is. But uh, oh, it's different. Yeah, now. the Spurs are really trying to lose. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, Victor's in. The oh, draft. it's it's because James Harden dropped a dud. Twelve points, four of eighteen, one of six. Oh, good. Uh, he's yeah, the worst. I mean, <laughs> he, he dro- dished out twelve assists and had nine boards, so he did other things. Uh, but Embiid dropped a forty piece, and they still lost. That is tough. That is tough. Josh Richardson doing God's work, dropping eleven points. Thank you, my man. Good for him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kelton Johnson, though, had 21. Uh, good game from him. Yeah, At, no, they at Philadelphia, too. Yeah. I'm sure they were thrilled. <laughs> that is brutal. Who well, they lose the to? Phil- the Phillies game? are sweeping them under the rug. They lost to Celtics. They lost to Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Okay, in a close game. Fair enough. Fair enough. Was that at home? Was that in Philly yep, as well? In Philly. Brutal. Close game. Uh, Harden oh. missed a 
winner or game tying shot. It was something at the buzzer that would have made them not lose right away. We'll give him a pass. We'll give him a pass on that one. Give him a pass. Against Milwaukee. What are you, what are you giving out passes for? I'm just saying I'm not going to like complain that they lost to the Bucks on a game winning. I'll complain they lost to the Spurs. That's not okay. Well, I, but... I thought you meant overall. I think it's like, no, what no, do you no. mean you're giving them a pass? I was talking Bucks. I was talking Bucks. I was talking Bucks. Anyways, uh, that's all I got. I don't know if there's anything else you want to talk what, about. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you who I gave a pass today. Dude, I was out running and I'm like probably halfway through and I'm feeling good because uh been dealing with the left knee soreness. First back to back run on a uh, run on a back to back day that I've completed in a while. A la Al me. Horford, yes, yes. Pat myself on the back. I'm running, and this woman is walking her dog, and she has one of those leashes that are like uh, like like the fishing reels, where you can kind of release it, and it lets the dog run a little further. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm running, whatever. I smile at the lady because she has a dog. Whatever, you smile at the dog. The dog like Her's... runs towards me, and she's not closing the reel like the thing's running like big, big dog small kind of dog? dog one of those okay. uh rat I don't dog know what it's called it, i don't know it, it looks like something it's i don't know a little bit bigger than a cat it's was like, it a crusty white dog no <laughs> like fluffy i i don't know i, okay. I don't know how to it explain cute? it to you. cute dog though no no okay rat dog no sure it runs in front of me i nearly tripped my my girlfriend's dad likes to say a puntable dog was it a puntable dog yes very much puntable okay. there you go it nearly tripped me mid stride as I'm having a fantastic run. Love it. Which was big for my mental health. You know, I was like, oh man, like, am I going to become washed if I can't run? <laughs> and then the dog bites me. What? Yeah, it bit the back of my leg, little shit. And I kept going because <laughs> I was having a good run. My parents were pissed. They're like, dude, you got you to gotta ask for the information and stuff. Like, tell me you're going to call the cops. Did the woman say anything? No. She didn't say anything. <laughs> I mean, I had my well, AirPods well, in. And I was listening to music and I was running. Like, there were a lot of reasons. I mean, I just, I don't like breaking stride when I run. I was halfway through. So I was the farthest away from my house I could be. Did you scream or anything? Were you like, ah? No, I just kept going. What did, what did it, Alpha Do you have like in? marks? True. Is there like marks on your Yeah, I do. Like, I have a band aid, which I'm not happy about. My mom made me put a band aid on. I don't like the band aid. Because then you got to take <laughs> the band aid off and you it hurt hurts. yourself more. Like, yep. it's, it's yep. a whole yep. effort. Yep. But I was bit by a dog Damn. today. I think for the first yeah, time. Yeah, you sh- you definitely should have gotten the information. I should have, but I didn't. <laughs> that, let some... that be a lesson to all of you. If you see me running, let your dog bite me. I'll do nothing. Maybe don't. Maybe don't do that. Maybe not. Uh, but what you can do while running, what you can do while running is listening to the How About Them Celtics podcast and the AirPods. There's a plug. Who wants to do that? Then you jump you in go. front of traffic. <laughs> Jeez, come on now. Uh, hey, even I've been getting some some exercise in. I've been doing the treadmill every day. All right. Getting How about that? I do, I do my two miles on the treadmill. I watch my uh, my YouTube. Do you walk or, my, or run? Hulu. I Either walk. I'm not a big You're getting guy. the same calories. It just takes you longer. I do uh, I do around 40 minutes on the treadmill. Two miles. Right. It's enough for hey. two miles. Enough for two episodes of uh, Modern Family or YouTube or whatever I'm watching that day. Modern uh, Family or show choice. Yeah, yes, yeah, that's the choice right now. Also, welcome to Wrexham. I just finished Welcome to Wrexham documentary. Yeah, Very good, <clears throat> highly recommend. But uh, yeah, Modern Family is the choice right now. I, I'm enjoying it. I, I never watched it, and so I I, I like those. Uh, I'm a sucker for the like the, what's the word for it? Just those sitcoms. Sitcoms, yeah, yeah. yeah. Watch Seinfeld. Like it's fantastic. I've heard that's a good one. Too. My dad Curve wants me to watch. Uh, my dad wants me to watch How I Met Your Mother. I never seen how you how I met your mom on my list. Heard it's good. Heard it's funny. Anyways, um, I think that's all we got today. 
Uh, this will drop Monday bef- ahead of the Bulls game that night, and then we'll probably have another show for you uh, dropping sometime. Wednesday-ish, something like that, yeah. um, depending on when our recording schedule uh, lines up. But should be good to go. Hype the Celtics are back. Even more hyped. They're 3-0. and They look good. I'm excited. Defense needs to pick it up, but the offense has been chef's kiss. Uh, great work from the Celtics. Anyways, hope you enjoyed Celtics talk and the, I guess we talk about coffees and then dogs biting Sam in the leg at the end. Of the we should have started with the dog. I forgot I had a story. <laughs> we should. Hey, we'll, we'll bring stories. So you're, I mean, getting a little mix of everything on these shows as well. I think we need to be a bit less by the books, a bit more free flowing, but uh, well, yeah, I make sure to, <laughs> there you go. Exactly. My buddy started listening to this cause he wants to get into the Celtics. So he listens now. Shout out Ian. Thank you for tuning oh, in. Good for him. Welcome. Um, hopefully he'll enjoy the, uh, the banter before and after he said you were uh, a a nice like refresher he 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 complimented you on your podcasting ability i'll, I'll tell you that i forget the exact words but that i'm different than out. you <laughs> kind of no jack's just, the one that knows like... stuff i'm the one that's kind of funny <laughs> no, jack's funny no, too, no. but that's all i really have no no he he, he was just like <laughs> sam's a nice balance uh it's I'm a good trying. balance which good which good we take that uh, but yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. Check us out on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. I'm sure Sam will plug it as well. How about them? See, is posting clips there. Uh, but yeah, Sam, I'll let you wrap it up. Yeah, thank you for Jesus Christ. All right. Thank you very much for listening or watching. If you're Run watching, that back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get a soup. That's bad. If you're watching, you're watching on YouTube, either on Guy Boston Sports or How About Them Celtics Pod. If you're on either one, make sure you subscribe. The subs on our channel have been jumping up. We're almost at 120. We're not there yet at 119, right? In there. I'll double check now, but uh, I'm pretty sure 119. Make sure is you at. leave a like, leave a comment. I always look to read the comments. 120. We hit no, 120. 120. Let's go. Look at that. I can Love be sad about it. the comments, happy with the subs. Uh, <laughs> leave a like, subscribe. We enjoy doing this. We enjoy making people laugh, enjoy telling them about the Celtics, whatever it is you listen to us for. We appreciate it. If you're listening, Make sure you follow us on whatever subscription podcast listening platform, wherever you listen to us on. Follow us. Leave a review. I think people do that, too. Uh, just so you don't miss anything. And if uh, you know, you're know you looking for it on the social media there, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at How About Them Seas. Anytime there's anything new, it'll be posted to Twitter. New episodes will be there. Jack and I will retweet them. Instagram and TikTok, as well as YouTube shorts. We'll have little clips from our show, which tend to do well. People like the clips. Happy about that. Love seeing the views. Uh, but make sure you follow us everywhere. You can follow Jack at Jack's Mon NBA. He's always working hard, pumping out articles. You can follow me at Sam LaFrance NBA. I'm doing less than Jack. That's our show for today. Jack, Jacko, come on.